Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday, and you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am LeVar, and as always, you can catch us at News Comet BTR on Twitter, and of course on our official webpage, powered by Wix.com. That's at News Comet BTR.Wix.com forward slash fan page. And as always, on this Friday, I am joined by my wonderful co host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay for. A cold Friday here in Chicago. The temperature pretty much dipped about 30 degrees between yesterday and today. This time yesterday, short sleeves today, yeah, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) I know, uh, it's cold here in Nevada, too. I mean, I have to actually wear jeans. And when she says cold, she actually meant 70 degrees, so. Yes, yes. Um, But, no, of course, we're thinking about everybody on the East Coast, too. Uh, bad weather headed their way throughout the weekend and into early next week, so uh, not really good. And then you got reports of snow in the Rockies, and it's just it's now officially fall. If you, if it was in your mind and you were pretty much trying not to think fall, it is now fall. <laughs> so whether you exactly. like it or not, but um, kicking off the show, and I was flipping back and forth on what I thought I'd begin with, but since this was the longest of the three stories that we had today, <laughs> I wanted to bring to light an article that I read. It was at Babbel.com, and it was uh, 20 secrets that women uh, didn't want us to know. This came about from the a lady in the article that had read something about five secrets from the man world when she had bought the attention to her man he only uh, pretty much uh, admitted to three out of the five. He would not admit to any more of it. So she said she set out to work on 20 things or 20 secrets uh, of women. Very interesting article. Some of it, I think, is, I think some of it to guys. It's not a secret, ladies. Uh, I think we already know most of it. Um, but I wanted to kind of shoot through these 20 if I could. <laughs> I'll get through the first ten, and then I'll get your opinion on this as such. Uh, among the first group of things, or secret, was that, quote, that you ladies save mementos from past relationships, not because you're hoping to you guess, get back with that person, but because you want it as a reminder of how far you've come and how it feels to be loved. And then you secretly, uh, or uh, the other thing was, they secretly uh, hate us a little. <laughs> That's in quote because we're not able to have a baby. Another one was that you are mummies because you're pretty much made up with uh, underneath of 80% nylon, uh, 8, or 18% spandex, 2% cotton. 
you have, quote, access, meaning that because our us guys don't think about, you know, uh, deleting our password or logging out, they have access to everything that we do. And then they say, when they say no gifts, they're lying. They want gifts, you know, all throughout. Let there be an abundance of gifts. So whenever your girl tells you she doesn't want gifts for her birthday, she is lying. <laughs> Halloween is an excuse uh, to give in to the spooky forces of sexy. They are, quote, delicious. They will shake their booty enough to make even Beyonce blush when we're not watching. They pretend that they have their own cooking show and that every love song is about them. They love taking long showers. Why? To get out of watching the kids or cleaning up or even talking to the mother-in-law on the phone. And then the first of the group, uh, the last one the first group, is that they reenact fights in their head, whether it's with us guys or their mother or mother-in-law or their frenemies. And in those fights, they win every time. I've gotten through the first ten. <laughs> is this all true? Uh, yes. Wait, was I not supposed to admit all that? No, it's the truth. I laughed. I laughed because I'm like, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh, that's true. I am totally devolicious. Completely. If you walked in on me vacuuming, mm-mm. Especially if I had my headphones on. And then I don't even know you're there. Oh, bad news bears. And, yeah, we we do hate you for not being able to push out a baby. Well, I I got a bone to pick with maybe a couple of these. Um. Mm. (laughs) Most of them are known. The the top ten are, a lot of that is stuff that you already knew. Well, no, it's stuff I already knew. But I I think, too, the thing about the access, having, quote, access. Now, not that, you know, guys who are doing what they're supposed to do have anything to hide, but why must you always feel a need to look through our Facebook or our emails? Because I think if we turn... Because we're jealous. Huh? We are jealous. All of us are jealous. I don't care who you are. You could be the most amazing woman in the world. Congratulations. You are jealous, too. We don't trust you. Y'all don't stay in one place for too long. And we get mad. (laughs) And on top of that, not always, and I will I will admit this, not all men are like this, but there are a lot of men out there that are not smart enough to either log out or not give their password to their girlfriend. You give us free reign, we're going to look. I think, we talked, I think we talked about that on one of our first shows and the whole thing of sharing your password uh, with mm-hmm. your significant other. And I don't believe in it, and it's not because, you know, of a trust issue, but the thing is, is that, okay, if something happens and said and said girl gets mad at you, now I know I'm going to get in trouble, and you can leave your comments on our webpage, but girls are very vindictive. Yes, we are. <laughs> it is not going to say that if you get mad at me, you're going to be like, okay, then screw that. I'm just going to go in and change your password on Facebook, blah, or change and your even password. Than that, we're not just vindictive, we're creative. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't just go up and go blast you on Facebook that you're a jerk. We will make you look like a jerk to everybody. And they will go and they will either delete your friends or they will do stuff and they will message you. And that's why I was like, I don't believe in sharing, quote, unquote, your password. You know, if you're going to share it with anybody, I mean, put it in a bank vault somewhere, you know, so if you die, then they can go in and do whatever they want to. But <laughs> that, no, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. But let me get through the last ten here. Uh, one, uh, uh, 
Uh, the other one was that you spend uh, way too much time scrutinizing your face in the mirror. Uh, it says no, that's just a mirror, a ma- like a magnifying mirror, so that we have like free, <laughs> no way that no one can actually see what we're looking at. <laughs> the <laughs> another one says another name for shopping is errands. Yes, you have lots of errands to run. Absolutely. Then one was that you have girl crushes. Not in a, you know, I want to make outwear type of way, but meaning that you uh, like another woman's style, her, you know, her wit, her charm, and her genetics, things of that nature. You know, and I knew, and all guys know that because girls, I mean, if you're looking at another girl and you pretty much, and plus girls aren't, you know, they aren't hitting about that type of stuff. I was out with somebody last week and uh, uh, we had saw a girl downtown. She's like, oh, my God, that girl looks so beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says, when you ask if we're wearing something new, we say no. And then we act irritated with you for not noticing it before. <laughs> uh, you want to be wanted. So it says, grabbing you, kissing you, pinching your butt, sending text messages. They pretend that you, that you guys, you ladies pretend you don't like it, but you do. Uh, another secret, you can be disgusting. You can eat cake with your hands and all the other good stuff, the normal stuff that guys are blamed for. And it says, we're usually mad at you Any, <laughs> for anything, really. But uh, then it says, uh, we pretend you're the female lead in a romantic movie. Uh, you like to look at porn. Not porn porn, but mom porn. And then you like to stalk your ex's Facebook page. Not because... You know, you're looking to get back with them, but because you want to make sure that they are not living a better life than when you were there. No denial on all of those? Yes. Oh, again, I'm not supposed to admit this stuff, am I? That's our mom stuff. We do, we're very open. Those aren't secrets. And we're not going to tell you our secrets because then it just ruins the whole I mean, this lady just pretty much put it all out there. I mean, the stuff that we already knew that was wrong with you and the stuff that you <laughs> knew that was going on, yeah. I mean, it's I mean much- yeah, we, there's a lot of things wrong with both genders. I'm not going to dismiss that. Um, but, yeah, we do a lot of weird stuff, like the disgusting stuff that we can be disgusting. Please. I don't know who tried to put out there that women are not disgusting. I fart and burp and make some weird noises when I scratch my belly and itch my butt, and, and I, yeah, hands up. I will, put, I will freely admit now, now, will I do that in front of a guy I'm interested in? I will do everything I possibly can not to. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it, if I, was, I do, then I really trust you. <laughs> and, and, and I was going to say, the thing is, is that I, I know that for a fact, because I think, you know, in recent years, there was always a thing, I think probably 20, 30 years ago, for a woman to still be a woman. But in recent times, and in light of empowerment and everything of that nature, I think that women are more prone to, I think, drop that stereotype that they're, you know, the high society dainty type of woman, and that they're not afraid to be themselves, which is a great thing, uh, until there is a certain odor in the room, but um, but the good guys do the same thing. But I've been around girls who are, you know, I think that they can give guys a run for their money. Yeah. <laughs> and out-guy a guy sometimes. And it has happened. <laughs> yeah, so 
That's stuff I already knew. And, and a lot of this stuff in here is stuff that if you're a guy and you're paying attention, you already knew. Um, if you're not I paying think, attention and they were secrets, then well, welcome to the world. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like, yes, we know that you save mementos. We know that you do this. We know that you do that. We know that you, you know, you stay in the shower for probably like 20 hours, it seems. And then, uh, you know, we know that, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time in a mirror, that you love shopping, that you have your girl crushes, that they, all that all that stuff is like stuff. If you were paying attention, yeah, you already knew that stuff. I thought it was a very interesting article. I still laughed out loud about it, though, because it's like, yeah, I did it. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, personal private time, um, do you have a favorite song that you like to listen to <laughs> in the bedroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> I should not be paying attention to music in the bedroom. You know, that's another thing. I know sometimes I think people want music as a, I guess it's the bridge the gap between the silence and the actual noises that are being made. <laughs> I, I guess to drown out those potential noises, you know. But If it's good enough, I don't need to, I'm not worried about the noises. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But um, the, a very interesting study was, came out <laughs> this past week. In the Marvin Gaye classic, Sexual Healing is the song that most Britons or Brits most like to play to seduce their partner. Now, the internet streaming site Spotify conducted a study that found which songs that Brits prefer uh, to <laughs> once they're in the bedroom. And some of those quiz even said listening to some songs was better than sex. I don't believe that. Sexual Healing was voted top track to get a partner in the mood and also the second best track to play while having sex. Now, his uh, song, Let's Get It On, was also voted the best song to play during a romantic dinner. Topping the list of songs people found more enjoyable than sex were Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and Kings of Leon's Sex on Fire. Now, <laughs> the, best <laughs> the best track was Dirty Dancing. Now, let me give you an idea of the top uh, 20 tracks to, quote, get in the mood. The top five songs were Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing, his song Let's Get It On, Barry White's Anything, uh, Serge Gainsbourg's Je T'aime, which I think is due to Mad Men, that song now is up there, Kings of Leon's Sex on Fire. Now, you know, other songs that made this list, and I was pretty shocked, uh, Andy Williams' Moon River. <laughs> no, um, put that on a low, you know, put that on, like, his background music. May I have this dance? Get you kind of moody. But did you see the top 20 tracks to play during sex? Anything, yeah, that was funny. Anything <laughs> the soundtrack Dirty Dancing, Ravel's Bolero, uh, anything from Barry White, Righteous Brothers. Anything from Barry But then you go down to Rodgers and Hammerstein's The Sound of Music. I know, that one was weird. I was like, Really? You want to listen to The Hills Are Alive? And, and then, and then, anything from the Star Trek. Anything from Star Trek. <laughs> but that, you know what, though? Star Trek is all instrumental. I know, but Star Trek? Dude. Yeah, that, that's for people who live in Is it Star Trek their, or Star Wars? I get those two mixed people, up. Star Wars. Yeah, that's, for, that's for people who live in their parents' basement, yes. <laughs> <laughs> those are the people they pulled. 
And then when you go to the top but Marvin Gaye was on there forever. <laughs> and then you see the top 20 songs considered better than sex. Uh, it, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Britons have, I'm going to come out and say this, but I, I think Britons have a very odd taste. Um, this list goes they do, on but it's on. great. Yeah, it's, they also have a top 20 tracks for To Put on the Dance Floor, the top 20 tracks for Romantic Dinner. Um, and Marvin Gaye and Barry White are all over all those lists. Pretty much. and Because they, are, know, they are the sex gods. Pretty much. Uh, well, you know, I think I'm surprised that Barry White's Secret Garden. Well, it, it actually was a um, it was a compilation of uh, him and a couple other artists. But I'm, su- I'm surprised that did not make it. And if you are an R&B fan, you know what Secret Garden was. And uh, that's why, because they are these are the people that listen to normal, like not normal. Let's back that up. Normal's not a good word. <laughs> Mainstream music. We'll do it that way. Popular music. But I don't think Barry White's anything is mainstream. <laughs> no, like, it's not really... mainstream, but it is popular. I'm sorry. The first person to ever use it in the bedroom or before the bedroom or after the bedroom or better than sex, they did all that stuff, and then somebody else was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And then they started it, and then they started it, and they... I'm sure it's in a romantic comedy somewhere. I'm going to be interested. Give me a minute, I'll find it. Yeah, I, I would be more interested to see if there was a study done here in the United States, what people would actually say. I know some of those songs would cross over to the list, but I wonder if there would be others. And I think if you go through the different uh, racial makeups, too, I think that a lot of people would probably have different – well, of course, people are going to have different tastes. Um, you know, I think that some people uh, may even, you know, in terms of like the urban R&B set, might have a little bit more of a – dramatic playlist as compared to some older adults who are probably over the age of 60 because they might go with Frank Sinatra or they might go with somebody else, but it, I'm shocked, too, that Frank Sinatra did not make that list. Maybe strange. I know. I'm highly shocked. So you he has do some not, good stuff, too. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, shocked. But my heart you, will go on with the one that I was like, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Really? I think I would pretty much get up and leave if that song came on. <laughs> that was a girl. That was a girl. I'd be like, really? We're going to play that song right now? Really? <laughs> no, the guy dies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, no, it's it's not good at all. But uh, I think we'll post that one to the website. It, it's a very interesting study if you read it. and uh, I would be more interested to see what uh, what happened if that study were done here. But now to, uh, speaking of studies, something very interesting <laughs> that I came across this week. You know, I, when I read this, I was thinking of that song, Why Can't We Be Friends? But then uh, <laughs> it is true. Well, it is true in some aspects. But this is from the Huffington Post, and it says, Can heterosexual men and women ever be, quote, just friends? Now, a few other questions have provoked debates as intense you know, family dinners is awkward. Literature is lurid, or movies is memorable. Still, the question remains unanswered. Now, daily experience suggests that non-romantic friendships between males and females are not only possible, but common. Men and women live, work, and play side by side, and generally seem to be able to avoid spontaneously sleeping together. However, the possibility remains that this apparently platonic coexistence is merely a facade, an elaborate dance covering up countless sexual impulses bubbling just beneath the surface. 
New research suggests that there may be some truth to this possibility that we may think we're capable of being, quote, just friends with members of the opposite sex. But the opportunity or perceived opportunity for romance is often lurking just around the corner, waiting to pounce at the most inopportune moment. Now, in order to investigate the viability of truly platonic opposite-sex friendships, a topic that has been explored more on the silver screen than in the science lab, researchers brought 88 pairs of undergraduate opposite-sex friends into a science lab. Now, privacy was paramount. Uh, for example, imagine the fallout as the two friends had learned that one and only one had unspoken romantic feelings for the other throughout the relationship. So in order to keep uh, or to ensure honest responses, the researchers not only uh, followed standard protocols regarding the anonymity and confidentiality, but also required both friends to agree verbally and in front of each other to refrain from discussing the study, even after they had left the testing facility. And those friendship pairs were then separated, and each member of each pair was asked a series of questions related to his or her romantic feelings or lack thereof toward the friend with whom they were taking the study. And the results suggest large gender differences in how men and women experience opposite-sex friendships. Men were much more attracted to their female friends than vice versa. Men were also more likely than women to think that their opposite-sex friends were attracted to them, a clearly misguided belief. And in fact, men's estimates of how attractive they were to their female friends had virtually nothing to do with how these women actually felt and almost everything to do with how the men themselves felt. Basically, males assume that they, uh, any romantic attraction they experienced was mutual and were blind to the actual level of romantic interest felt by their female friends. Women, too, were blind to the mindset of their opposite-sex friends because females generally were not attracted to their male friends. They assumed that this lack of attraction was mutual. So as a result, men consistently overestimated the level of attraction felt by their female friends, and women consistently underestimated the level of attraction felt by their uh, male friends. So there's a little bit more to that, but you know what? I, as much as I hate to admit it, I actually think that's true. That's very true. That's because I want you. You know I do. You knew it was coming. Come on now. Uh, um, I hear thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I'm it, going it, to help. No, I, I, honestly, one of the few times something where there's a gender difference, I actually agree with you. I agree with Eddie. I agree with you, and it, it always seems like the guys are more attractive than the girls. But there are, it does happen the opposite direction. Um, girls are attracted to their male friends. Um, but I think girls are not able to keep that a secret mm-hmm. as well as guys are, I guess. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just I know that with girls, if they're attracted to their guy friends, after a while they start acting awkward and it turns into a big mess. And I think that's why girls are it, it's harder for girls to be just friends with guys that they're attracted to. It um, was you know, like I said when I read that study, and it pretty much said that guys overestimated, you know, they thought that, oh, yeah, you know, I like her, so I know she's kind of like me, and girls were like, really, you like me? I didn't know that, you know, and I really didn't <laughs> think so, you know, it pretty much is like that, but I think a lot of times, too, all of us have that, um, sometimes, we have overall a, a thing of being underestimating, because I think sometimes when we find out that somebody does like us, it's almost like we're the only one in the room that did not know that the room was on fire. 
Everybody knows the room's on fire except for us. And you're like, didn't right. you know? Didn't you see the signs? And they're like, no. And yes, guys, I think because guys pretty much will, if there's a woman that even remote, and this is why I'm thinking that this whole study's true. Guys, because it is, and we can, I know we're, I'm going to start an argument here. Because it's harder for us guys to find someone to date. It's a lot easier, I think, for women than it is guys, and I know that's going to start a huge argument, but we don't have time for it. But because it's so much harder, I think the moment that a guy finds a girl that doesn't seem, quote, repulsed by them and will actually talk to them or actually exhibit some feelings, then for a lot of guys it's hard for them to, I guess, uh, distinguish or separate the feeling of someone liking them compared to someone, I guess, just caring for them. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's what I <laughs> that sounded like a question mark. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to start an argument. I think men are easier to, like, can easily detach. I think that's what it is. It's, I think men can detach their feelings from what's happening in the moment. So they can be friends with somebody in the moment, even though in their head or in their heart they're in love with or want to be in love with their friends. They can detach that feeling and hold on to that feeling for later, mm-hmm. whereas women aren't as easily detached. We're all in, and I need girls, get out of your heads, Seriously. But we're all stuck in our brains, and if we're thinking, going back to the secrets, if we're pretending in our head that we are, like, God's gift, or whatever we're pretending, we see ourselves as that heroine in that romantic comedy where we are friends with this guy who we are in love with, and he finally realizes we're the one for them. And I don't think we can get ourselves out of our head and out of that fantasy and out of that pretend mode to maintain a relationship with somebody that we're attracted to or maintain yeah. that friendship. So those friendships die quickly. So you can't become platonic friends with someone like that. Whereas if they're not attracted, because we can be friends with anybody, if we're not as attracted to our friend, we can continue that friendship yeah. for years and years and years and years and years and years and years until the end of time, you know, um, because we don't have that extra little I'm pretending to be Sandra Bullock, you know, or whoever. <laughs> and there you go. And there you go, <laughs> pretending that you're the romantically the female movie. Thus, it all yes. comes back full circle. Oh, <laughs> yes. Why uh, can't they just leave me on my beach? I want to be wanted. <laughs> See, that's the one thing. Oh, going back to that, I want to be wanted. I did want to correct that. I don't want to be wanted. I want somebody to want to make me happy. Yeah. And that makes me feel wanted. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. So that's just a m- minor correction in the way that that was worded. But anyway, but yeah, that's what I think it is. I think women can't separate that where men are very compartmentalized. So I think men can live in the moment without having to worry about any of that other messy emotional stuff. And they can always come back to the messy emotional stuff where somebody goes, really, think about it. What do you think? Then they start to go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I am attracted to her, and, yeah, I think she's attracted to me in the same way, and that's why we get along, and blah, 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 blah. They can think about that stuff when they're being asked that 
point blank. But in the moment, I don't think they care. In the moment, they just are being in the moment where women are never in the moment. We're all in their heads. Huh. And with that, we'll have to leave it at that. <laughs> um, interesting. Interesting. Any, any one of these topics can always spur a 30-minute debate on that from somewhere. It's very interesting stuff, and I'm always interested to find out what others think about that. So, yes. But with I'm that, doing my best to keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> for this show? No. No, that's the first time to keep it to yourself. Yeah, we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll make time. That'll <laughs> be that, one of our four-hour conversations later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that, the clock on the wall is telling us that uh, time's getting a little short. Any shout-outs this week? No, nope, not this week. I have none either. Um, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> and I am done. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, <laughs> well, the lady said she's done, and if she's done, that means I'm done. So for all of us here, <laughs> was it as good for you as it was for me? No. Um, for all of us yeah, here. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Peace.